Hello, and welcome to the Mike Guinari Podcast. This is episode number 34. So, continuing our conversations regarding the Kabbalah, I want to discuss today the um, one of the particular correspondences that the Kabbalah has. And the Kabbalah has tons of different correspondences to astrology, to the Hebrew alphabet, to elements, and the list goes on and on. But today I want to focus on tarot because I find this really interesting. There is actually a direct correspondence between each tarot card and the Kabbalah. Now, I'm talking about the standard uh, Smith weight deck, the one we all think of if we heard, oh, tarot cards, just a regular normal deck. Um which became the norm after it was um, designed and, and written and produced um, by members of the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, um, A.E. Waite and uh, Pamela Coleman-Smith. And this became the standard deck. And it's kind of funny because probably around the time they were in existence, they were considered kind of like, but they were a cult, like, off a little wacky and uh, strange and maybe doing some things that were not legitimate and maybe dangerous or whatever else. And their tarot deck that two of their members created became the norm for all of tarot for the um, 20th century and into the 21st century. So it's pretty interesting that there, there's correspondences intentional from how they designed that deck going back to the Kabbalah, which comes from pre-ancient times. So, in the Kabbalah, as we've discussed, there are four different worlds. And there are four different suits in tarot. In regular playing cards as well, but let's talk tarot. In the standard deck that I mentioned just now, you got pentacles, swords, cups, and wands. Now, different tarot decks might call them different things like discs or whatever the theme of the tarot deck is. But the general standard uh, Smith weight deck, you have the uh, pentacle swords, cups, and wands. So you have four different suits that you can match to the four worlds. In each suit, there are four court cards, meaning king, queen, knight, and page. And the same thing, these cards might be called something different in different themed tarot decks, but in the standard one, that's what it is. So you got your four court cards and your four worlds. If you keep moving on, as we discussed, I forget if it was yesterday or the other day, there are 10 sephira. Each sephira um, corresponds to a number. Number being a number in the tarot deck. Because remember, in each suite of a tarot deck, it goes from ace to um, ace to ten, one to ten. And there's four suits, so you have one to ten 
on each of the four worlds representing the four suits. That's covering all the uh, numbered minor arcana cards, which is pretty neat that there's a a, a, a sephira, a sephira um, for each of the each of the number cards. Now, in between the sephira, there are twenty two paths, twenty two lines, and I guess I'll put it up now. The Kabbalah uh, Tree of Life. You can see there's lines going between each sephira. They're called pathways, and connect they connect the sephira together. And if you look, um, if you count, I should say, there there are twenty two paths between all of them. What are the twenty two of in the tarot deck? Well, there's twenty two major arcana cards. So they link up. So each pathway is tied to a major arcana card. So basically, you know, just showing that every card in the 78 deck of your standard tarot deck corresponds to some point of the Kabbalistic tree of life and worlds. So that's pretty interesting that, you know, the, the creators... Uh, would do that. It's pretty interesting. So, we can go even further along these lines. Aleister Crowley, the famous occultist of the 20th century, he put out a book and I'm not sure how to say it's either Liber or Liber seven seven seven, and it's basically a book of occult correspondences, correspondences of, of like crazy things. I can't even tell you the number of things as correspondences to. You could freely see book seven 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 on, on uh, the internet if you want to see all the uh, different correspondences in there. Where he got them from. I, I don't totally know. Now, the interesting thing is he put together these correspondences and we know, for example, colors. We know they must have come from someplace because he wrote this book after the tarot deck was made. Years after. And years after the Kabbalah came into existence so I want to show you an example of how the colors assigned to different parts of the Kabbalah which I'm not sure where they come from but they're in Alistair Crowley's Liber 777 and we're going to show that and then we're going to match it up to a tarot card so I'm going to pull up for you an excerpts from book 777. And if we look on this page in column 14 for the fool, let's do the fool card zero, the fool. And it's on line 11 of column 14. Okay. 
So we we know our car our fool is always going to be on line eleven. Now we can look up the corresponding colors for each of the four worlds of the Kabbalah. The four worlds of the Kabbalah are also known in tarot terms as king, queen, emperor, and empress. So if we look right next to, to the left of um, column 14, where we found our, our card, the fool, it gives the king color. First world, bright, pale, yellow. Okay, now I'm going to bring up a continuation of the chart where we can get the second, third, and fourth world. So the second world, still looking at line 11, the second world for queen is emerald and flecked gold. The third world emperor, emperor is blue emerald green. And the fourth world empress is sky blue. Now, keep in mind, though, there's like variations and shades of colors depending upon the printer and the types of ink or the mixtures of ink and whatnot. So things aren't going to be exact. So now that we know the card, the fool, it's corresponding colors to the Kabbalah are bright pale yellow, emerald, fleck gold, blue emerald green, and sky blue. So now I'm going to switch over and show you the fool, the actual card. And as you can see, what's the background? It's a bright pale yellow. On the mountains, they're sky blue. His garment has a bunch of stuff, the fool's garment. And it's kind of hard to discern colors, but he definitely has flecks of gold in his clothing, whatever that is, tunic or, or whatever. And they're all greenish, bluish splotches all over it. And I can't tell if, if it's emerald, blue, emerald green, or a mix of it. And, and it's probably so close, depending upon the color variations. But I think it's safe to say that we have found all four colors, one from each of the Kabbalah worlds, in our Fool card. And the Fool is, an, is one of the paths on the Kabbalah. We just connected the colors from the Kabbalah, Alice, which Alistair Crowley indicated in his uh, Libra 777, and corresponded it to the Fool tarot card. And you continue on with each of the tarot cards and match their colors up. I'm not going to do that now. I'm hoping you have the idea of how it works. So I find it always extremely interesting how things correspond together. And throughout the world, there are just things that correspond that you wouldn't realize. I'm seeing that more and more as I learn about the occult sciences. So with that, I do want to ask you to please go over to MikeGuaneri.com and sign up for my email list. I have a, some number of things I'm working on that should be coming out in the next month or so, maybe a little more, maybe a little bit less, that I really think you're going to like. Some really cool stuff. Some kind of old school stuff. 
So please make sure you sign up for that email list so you don't, don't miss anything. And if you've already signed up, thank you very much. So until next time, stay well.